Hey guys, what's up? My name's Ines, Eric Kissing Books, and today I'm having a bit of a breakdown because I think I may have lost my way this summer, but I've got a map. Let me break it down for you. I come bearing gifts. I created a workbook called the Romance Roadmap. The map is at ineswrites.com forward slash romance map. You can also find the link in the show notes. The roadmap guides you through outlining the necessary scenes to craft an unputdownable love stories. No tragedies allowed. On this map to love, you'll have five stops. The first stop, creating character empathy. Then we move on to directing neat cutes, followed by planning fun and games. Then we have to take a bit of a swerve into the dark moment to end a better destination of a grand gesture. My map is very detailed and you'll find lots of information and lots of helpful hints how to safely and successfully navigate your way through a romance. The only thing you need to come to the map with is a kernel of an idea. So if you've got that kernel of an idea, let's get to the first stop on the map, which is creating character empathy. If you've been a longtime listener, then you know I talk a lot about empathy and I've talked about it before in depth in previous episodes, but let's refresh our memories. Stories beginnings can happen in many different ways. You can prologue or not just jump right into the first chapter. You can start in medias rays or have backstory or have flashbacks or flash forwards. There's also scene launches where you can start with setting. You can start with action. You can start with narrative voice, or you can start with character. With all those decisions, I am gratified to know that there is one thing that is constant in the beginning, and that is empathy. I believe your first job in romance should be to get the reader to care about your hero and or heroine. I know of three ways to establish empathy and make readers instantly get the feels for my main characters. One way is to showcase that character's extraordinary qualities. Another way is to display their ordinariness in an extraordinary world. And then a third way is to have them save the cat, metaphorically. With regards to extraordinary qualities, we go back to my favorite, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Buffy, remember, she's a very slight girl who can slay just about any monster, beast, or vampire. Or you can also think about the heightened intellect of Benedict Cumberbatch's Sherlock Holmes who sees things other people overlook when he's solving a crime. And then there's also people who are exceptional at their jobs, like my girl Olivia Pope in Scandal, who trusts her gut. When it comes to the extraordinary world, it's not just the person that can be extraordinary. It might simply be the situation or the world that they find themselves in. For example, remember Mark Watney and how he gets stranded on the planet Mars in The Martian? And Mark has to find a way to survive and contact the people back on Earth to let them know that he's still alive while he's been abandoned on the red planet. In the sleepy town of Stars Hollow, the Gilmore girls try to navigate the shenanigans of their quirky neighbors. Or maybe your hero is like the residents of Forks, Washington, and they don't know that vampires and werewolves are at war at twilight. And 
I know you've heard the term save the cat if you're a longtime listener. The save the cat scene is where we meet the hero or heroine and they do something to make us identify or empathize with them, like saving a cat from a tree. The example that I love to use is from Buffy the Vampire Slayer's pilot episode, where we meet Buffy, who looks like she could be one of the popular chicks and that she would belong there. And we want to identify with her because she's pretty and she's popular and she's in a brand new school and she needs to make friends, but she also wants to do really well in school. And we soon see that she's also extraordinary because she's the slayer and she's the best at this job of slaying the vampires and the monsters and the things that go bump in the night. This gives Buffy her extraordinary superhero qualities with heightened abilities. Don't we all want superpowers? I know I do. But like I said, she's also the brand new girl at school and that situation immediately elicits empathy from viewers. She's going to be an outcast with her newbie social status, but because she's pretty and she's nice, we kind of think she's going to fit in. Or will she? When we meet the brainy and the shy character of Willow, it's clearly made apparent that Willow is an outcast. And when the popular chick, Cordelia, treats Willow badly and she's kind of mean to Willow, Buffy balks and rebuffs Cordelia. That's when we truly identify with her as a heroine. Buffy befriends Willow. She sacrifices her social standing and shows that her real superpower is compassion and good judgment. So you want to write a great book. So why not do all three in your story? Give your character extraordinary qualities, set them up in an extraordinary world with an extraordinary situation, and then toss a willowy cat up a tree for them to rescue. Now, if you're listening live in November, you can follow me doing these exact steps for Preptober as I plot my steamy new contemporary romance novel, which I plan to write for November's NaNoWriMo event. You can follow along with this on my YouTube channel, link in the show notes. But if you want a more in-depth exploration of pacing, try out my Pace Pacing course, How to Write a Binge-Worthy Novel in 21 Days, at AnnetteWrites.com forward slash PTP for Pace Pacing. You can also read more breakdowns and chat with others on my free Substack at AnnetteWrites.substack.com. In the meantime, you go get them words, and me, I'll try to keep it together until the next time that we break it down. I'll see you then. Bye.